Nope, we're going. <laughs> I'm not holding back for nothing. This is, uh, I don't know what episode this is, but we're back with another edition of the Below the Surface podcast. We're recording at, uh, fucking what time is it? I don't even know, man. It's uh, 1141. July the 20th, 2023. Yeah, so. The Lord's Day. It'll probably get uploaded tomorrow. So, so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I said in the last episode, I recorded a thing. Um, like at the end, I just kind of wrapped up some things and talked about, you know, like how we could be more consistent with uploading because we've been fucking slacking these past couple of weekends, <laughs> like really fucking slacking. And uh, I was just kind of talking about how I think, you know, we can we can make some conscious efforts to to do a little better with the uploading schedule. Um, I don't think that's hard at all. Um, I mean, I mean the, you know, the the biggest thing that's changed is that we're doing them in person, and like we've not really discovered how to do that efficiently yet. Um, we've also both kind of still just recently moved and gotten jobs and shit that are places and fucking it's kind of been busy as fuck, but goddamn still bringing you content at some point during the week yeah or just get on a better schedule with it yeah yeah we'll get more consistent with it we'll get on a better schedule with it and <laughs> this is something else i said on the podcast prior i said our our next episode would for sure be released on tuesday it's now thursday going on friday uh our next episode will be uploaded on tuesday and Tuesday is going to be the new official uploading date that we do. Week yeah. week by week, well, they'll still come at you weekly, but we are going to push them back to Tuesday. I don't really know why, but Monday has just become, you know, aside from these past few weeks, it's become a really good week for us to record. So I don't, I don't really want either of us to have to rush to get one done and out by like Monday morning when we can wait until Tuesday. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that'll work out for us. Um, you know, recording podcasts in person is not something that we're used to. I, I think we've really only done like two, maybe three. I think only two though. The last one, which was a little bit of an experiment on our part, kind of chopping it so up. I guess the, wait, that's, we did two last week. Right, or did those get put out the same episode? Uh, Does it? We did the final. No, one. they got they got put out uh, a little bit apart. Yeah, so we did two here. We did one in person a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Which it, it was a highly viewed one, but not the fucking greatest performance. We were just talking about that before we got on here. It's um, you know, I mean, it's a little too early to tell with like last week's episode before that, and I don't know anything about the episode before that one. It was just you know. Uh, we were, I mean, we basically recorded both of those on the same day. So there there was a lot going on. Um, <clears throat> also, the the second one that was about fucking, it's great to witness, like, the process of drinking 12 fucking Natty Daddies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you really get to watch the progressive. We're drinking that Natty Ice right now. Um, I haven't had that many, though. I I had significantly more. When we shot those last two episodes, or when we shot the second one. Um, we also got a cat in here. He might jump in once in a while. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's two cats walking around up here. We're recording, like, upstairs. We've got a space, and uh, there's just two cats walking around making noise. So if you hear something in the background that sounds like a cat, it is a cat. Yeah, you fucking guessed it, you know? That's it. You win nothing we nothing. don't have anything to give out we nothing can't give yet. you anything except content erratically <laughs> no i think we yeah you'll we'll stick to the tuesday uploading schedule we'll do more episodes like the last one i think doing live reactions to fights is a neat idea i don't know that we'll do it for the saturday but i, I think it's a neat idea that should at least be you know looked at a little more um, 
I don't are know. these fights on a pay-per-view or are they on a fucking... This weekend? It's an ESPN card. ESPN card. Tom Aspinall. Dude. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's um, tremendous. Yeah. Actually, let's... Uh, Where's my phone? I'll, I want to pull up that UFC card because I haven't thought a whole lot about it. You want to hit us with a pause real quick? And we'll be nope. Back in. nope. We're going to do it live. All right. Cool. Yep. I've got my phone right here. No need to worry. Going to pull up that card... Uh, relatively quickly, not quickly at all. Drop my vape. It's cancer <laughs> stick. It's Chinese coming. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh no, I pulled up rankings. That's not really what I want. Although that's not a bad thing to have pulled up. I just have other things, you know, that need to stay pulled up for later. I have some good historical shit coming up. If you're you know, I'm gonna knock your socks off with this story. It's a good one. I'm not gonna tell you what it is though. You gotta keep listening. It's some July twentieth history for us. It is July twentieth history, which is when we're recording this. It's gonna get uploaded tomorrow. So it is July twentieth history. So if you know what it is now right now, just off the date, good for you. Yeah. You also win the same thing as the last guy. <laughs> Fucking Nothing, because we can't give out any. Yeah, we don't have nothing. We don't have sponsors yet. I'll toast to you right now on the podcast, both of you, uh, whoever you were. Hats off to you. Tom Aspinall is fighting March in Tybura, which is not bad. It's okay. Um, I do think Tom Aspinall is going to come back with a fucking vengeance. Um. Be a beautiful thing to see. I think it will. They're in London too, at the O2 Arena. Fuck Wait, yeah. actually, just what while we're on, start? I was just about to say we should, we should definitely let our listeners know when it starts. So let's let's figure that out just right quick. Start time. Looks like. Oh my goodness, that cannot be right. Oh no, it is. Oh What's my god. What's that? No, okay. No, 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 I looked at the wrong date, actually, at first. I thought it was way later than it was. It'll be at 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern for the prelims. Oh, yeah. That's and then not bad. the main card is um, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. So that's that's what time the London card is. That's this Saturday. This is in two days. This is in, like, a, at this point, like a day and a half <laughs> at the time that we're recording this. So that'll be a lot of fun. I think Tom Aspinall and Marchin Tybura is a good fight. Tybura is a legit heavyweight fighter. He's nice. He lost to uh, Alexander Volkov a couple fights ago, but other than that, he's looked good. He is a legit fighter. I just think, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Tom Aspinall is kind of that next level of heavyweight fighter. You know, like, I feel like the heavyweight division needs some guys to come in and kind of, you know, rejuvenate it a little bit because, you know, D.C.'s gone, uh, Francis is out, John Jones and Stipe are probably both going to retire, like, after they fight. And they are fighting in New York City. That was made official this past week. Great fight. Everyone wanted it to happen. It needs to happen. Uh, I think John Jones is going to squash him, but, you know. What do you want me to do? I mean, yeah. So fucking, there's definitely they're definitely looking for some. I don't know, Tom Aspinall. He is the future of that fucking weight class. I think so, man. I, do you I, think he could? And how much does he usually weigh in at? Because he definitely looks like he could lose some weight. And uh, like, really, I mean, because he from his first fight to his, I don't know, every fight you see him, he's like in better shape. Yeah. yeah. So like, he's obviously fucking like dropping the fucking baby fat later in life. Yeah, let me so, see if I can find out what he weighed in at as Because uh, if he's like um, 230, I think he could get down to fucking 205. Not that he needs to. That he would could. be crazy. Uh, let me see if I can find their weight. It's not super easy, but uh, I'm going to try to find his weight when he fought Curtis Blades and he had that injury. Yeah. His most recent weight that he made. Um, Aspinall came in at 251. For his fight against Blades. That's pretty heavy. That's pretty heavy. That's he pretty heavy. Fucking <laughs> 45 pounds. That's pretty heavy. Uh, oh, he, he's six foot five. That's a big bitch. Six foot five. What did we just say? 250-ish pounds? 250-ish, yeah. 
uh, 78-inch reach. You know, that's good, but that's not even... Dude, John Jones has, I think his is 84 and a half. He's ridiculous. He's a freak. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, he's for sure ridiculous, but I'm just, you know, just saying for comparison. Um, no, I'm ready for him to come back, man. I'm a big fan of his. I'm glad that he gets to come back and headline in London. That's going to be, that's going to be crazy. Also, you know, if that isn't going to be crazy enough, Meatball. Is on that same card. She's the co-main event Jesus. of the London card. Cringy ass fucking meatball doing cringy ass shit. I hate that word, but you know it is some weird shit. I appreciate fucking somebody who knocks somebody out with spinning elbows. Yeah, but you know, fucking running out with the belt like she did that last time. That was a little goofy. You know, <laughs> I think MMA community is pretty yeah. fucking stupid sometimes. But oh, you're you know. yeah. It's like uh, they're kind of like the libertarians, you know. Half like, them are fucking <laughs> they're 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 good to have a fun time with, but you start asking them about some things, and it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> if, uh, can I get the check, please? You know, um, yeah, Meatball's fighting. She's fighting a chick named Julija Stoliarenko, uh, Lethway fighter. Sure, that's good. What is it like, Leth? Like from Lithuania? What is it? It is, uh, uh, I've heard of it before. I have no idea what it is, though. So it's, um, Lethway, or Burmese boxing, is a full-contact combat sport from Myanmar that uses stand-up striking, including headbutts. Lethway is considered to be one of the most, this is according to Wikipedia, just if anyone wants a solid source, uh, one of the most brutal martial arts in the world, as the sport is practiced bare knuckle, with only tape and gauze while fighters are allowed to strike with their fists, elbows, knees, and feet, and the use of headbutts is also permitted. So MMA with headbutts. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> Did they ever allow that? They allowed it like the old. May, maybe way back in the day, but... When they were wearing tennis shoes and Maybe. Shit. I, I don't even really know then, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That is uh that is wild. Headbutts, huh? That's interesting. Well, you know, we've talked about it before, maybe not on here, but uh Pride had the soccer kicks, you know, you would be able to kick somebody in the head when they're down and and knee them in the head while they're down. I think that's nice. I think they should allow that. I think that's a legitimate technique. Yeah, kicking somebody in the head's real yeah. fucking legit technique. It is. Fucking Yeah. It's a little fucked. I mean it's it's you know, it's a lot, but I I don't know, man. I, I just think it's a I think it's a legitimate technique. Ah, fucking who else is on that card? Uh phones in here in our fucking Where is it? Right there. Oh, in this yeah, in this just this high tech it's too much to explain, <laughs> but it's this high tech system we have going yeah. on right here. That is a shitty chair. Uh, what do we got here? Yeah, Molly McCann. Maybe another spinning elbow for him. We got Nathaniel Wood and Andre Feely. Uh, pretty good fight. Not bad. Andre Feely's been around for a minute. He's fun. His nickname is Touchy. Touchy Feely. That's fucking really fucking... That is his nickname. Like, for real. No, I believe it. <laughs> it is. That's goofy. Uh, Imagine fucking Bruce yelling that shit out. I would probably pick something else. I just pick something else. You sound like a fucking just weirdo. You can't pick a nickname that's fucking you can't be a champion with. Yeah. Yeah. He's been around for a minute, though. He's, you know, I mean, he's he's never really, like, cracked into that top. I don't know that he's ever been top ten. Definitely not top five. He's just kind of around. He's a veteran of the game. Wood is a little little younger. Um, you know, he he's got a couple of good wins in his own right, but he's he's newer to the UFC, so uh I think that'll be an interesting fight. I, this card is significantly better than the last card. Holly Holm and Plano Silva. I didn't even watch that shit, to be honest with you. I barely I mean I watched a part of it, but uh I did want to watch it. It just, I, it, it did not. It just didn't happen, really. Jai Herbert is fighting a guy named Forrest Ziam. 
Sure. Jai Herbert, nice though. He's very yeah. good. He's legit. He'll be a fun guy to watch fight. Um, we got Davy Grant fighting, closing out the prelims. Mark Diakese, a kickboxer, you know. That's good. Yeah, he's a good one. Um, no, I think I, uh, Brian Barberina's fighting. Mahmoud Muradov, who I have seen fight before, but I don't immediately recognize. Oh, shit, he trains with Mayweather and them guys. Oh, shit. Yeah, whoa. He's got 25 wins and 8 losses in MMA. He's, he's lost his last two in the UFC. He's he's three and two in the UFC. The last two fights being losses. He got submitted by Gerard Mearshart. We watched him fight recently. I can't remember when or against who, but he did fight. Uh, and a guy named Kyle Barral, who I vaguely remember, but um, being trained by Mayweather is pretty cool. <laughs> That's nice. Shit, fucking pause me for one second, or you carry on. I gotta do one quick thing. Yeah, yeah. No, we can uh we can definitely do that. No, yeah, I'll uh, I'll give it a quick pause right here. Back. Someone had to do a little bit of laundry <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. So, we are back. We're a little uh, bit late. I got to get up in the morning. <laughs> Just had to get some shit washed before we fucking started. But it was like pause this. I have to go do some laundry. <laughs> like shit, dude. <laughs> no, I understand. I'm not even fucking who even cares. We're rolling. Uh, one fight I forgot to mention when we were going through the card. Paul Craig and Andre Muniz. And that's a good fight. Muniz has been around for a minute. Paul Craig. That's... <laughs> Hold up. No, we, have a, we, we mentioned it earlier in the show that we uh, there are two cats up here with us. And they did good through the first, I don't know, 17 minutes or so. Of this podcast, and then one of them is deciding to eat something over there. He actually has a toy in the bucket. He's got a toy in the drawer. He's opened the drawer. So if you hear any fucking rustling in the background, it's just fucking, he's an orange cat, man. They're just fucking they're yeah. a different breed. A little different. He was standing on the Xbox a second ago. Um, who knows what he's going to attack next? Yeah, there he oh, is. Oh, you can hear him, maybe. I don't know. God damn, tell us about this fight. <laughs> Come here, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? You don't want to join the podcast? The other one's out. Yeah, not running. even. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Now, she's not as vocal anyway. You know, wouldn't really work out. You need to. You know, you're going to be on a podcast. You got to have something to say. Yes, speak up. Uh, Paul Craig, Andre Muniz. Uh, also a great fight. I feel like Paul Craig is capable of beating anyone. At any time, he just doesn't. Sometimes he does, and sometimes he doesn't. Great jujitsu, good on the feet. Um, I don't know. I think it'll be a fun fight. And I think uh, if you're betting on Aspinall and Meatball to win their fights, I think you might have a good night. I really do. I think they I might. Uh, that's where my bets will be, and I hope it goes well. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. I, I, I think that's solid. Um, I'd be hard to pass up a bet on Paul Craig. This is not gambling advice. Nope, don't take it, because I lose money all the time. Yeah. Uh, I post my picks on Twitter, and if you choose to go by them, I do it the day of the fight, like right before, when I remember to do it. And if you take that as betting advice, that's on you. You've lost. I can't help you, you know? Dude, some, some cards I'll do okay. I also bet five to six fights. I'll do like five, six fights that I want to make a prediction on, and I'll throw them out there. And it's easy to get one or two wrong when you do five or six. That's fair. You yeah, know what I mean? Just use your, yeah. Yeah. Like, look, I mean, if you're doing a six-way parlay, you're not going to hit that fucking thing anyway. You could put anybody. You know, you need to do, if you're going to do parlays, they do need to be shorter, probably need to be a little bit more specific. Uh... No, I think it'll be a good card. I really do. I think uh, I haven't seen anyone shitting on this one. Maybe because they thought the last one was so bad, and it wasn't the best card ever, but it was okay. Um, I think, I, yeah, I think this upcoming card will be a lot of fun, and we'll probably talk about it a fair bit after it's done. Um, one last thing on UFC, uh, UFC Nashville. 
which we're going to go to, has a new main event. It was Sandhagen and um, Umar Nurmagomedov. Who is it now? It is now Sandhagen and Rob Font. And Rob Font's a dog. You know, he's kind of like, he's a technical striker, but he's also pretty aggressive. So I, I think it'll be a good fight. He's shorter than Sandhagen, but like so is everyone. Why Nurmagomedov or Umar? He like fucked up his shoulder, I think. Okay, he's got a legit. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He didn't just drop out for no reason. He has a legitimate, legitimate reason for dropping out, which is fair, I suppose. But now it's Sanhagen and Rob Font is going to be the main event for that card. I don't know any other fights they have announced for that one, but um, it's not a pay-per-view, obviously. But Sanhagen and Rob Font is a cool fight. I also watched Sanhagen fight in a main event, because that's going to be the main event. I also watched Sanhagen fight uh, in the main event of the San Antonio card. It was Sanhagen and Chito Vera. So... First two UFC cards I'll watch will have Corey Sanhagen in the main event, which is interesting. It is interesting. He's a good fighter, too, man. I like him. He is good. He just, you know, got to keep fighting these dogs and try to get a title shot. Sterling's gone, too, you know, after this next fight with O'Malley. Yeah. So, like, if you're fighting at 135, like Sanhagen is, like Sean O'Malley is, like Piotr Jan, like Marab, like Sean O'Malley, like, if you're fighting at 135, like all those guys, any fucking half dozen of those guys, five, six of those guys could get a title shot. They have to, like, really make a claim for it, though. You know? And I feel like, you know, whoever wins the Sanhagen-Rob Font fight, if they win it dominant fashion, I think they could lay claim to the title shot after after Sterling moves up. Marab's going to get it, though, I, I feel like is the thing. The next title fight that does not have Aljamain Sterling in it will have Marab Devalishvili. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think that's a no-brainer. Uh, Sterling is moving up after he beats O'Malley, and I don't really have a whole lot of doubt that he will beat O'Malley. Um, I suppose it's possible. He's crazy, O'Malley. He hasn't fought since he went from number fucking 10 to number 1, right? I don't think so, man. It's been a while. That's a crazy fucking jump. And Sterling is just a way more talented. He's a, he's a more talented wrestler. He's a more talented grappler. Is, Ster, is, is O'Malley better on the feet? I don't know. Who fucking knows? I don't the, know that he the is. The fact that it's even questionable means like not a lot of good shit for O'Malley. Yeah. But he hasn't really fought anybody that fucking good besides Jan, who, right? Or who else has he fought? Jan uh, is his best one. He fought Cheeto, but he lost. Yeah, you know, like, what the fuck? yeah, but he, 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 but he, you know, he bought, he beat Piotr Jan in that controversial decision. And a lot of people thought Piotr Jan won that fight. You I, and I both thought, yeah, in the aftermath of that fight that he won. Uh, and we, yeah, shit, we'll, we'll tell you about it right now. You know, that's how we thought that fight went. But, um, judges disagreed, I guess. So I don't know. I, I think Sterling gets it. I think he moves up to 145, but then then you bring up the conversation about Volkanovski. You know? What is he doing? He's going to fight Ilya Tupuria next? I guess. He's not a bad fight. Not a bad fight. For what move, wait, I mean... Then, uh, then he moves up, right? You would think. Because who, who is he going to fight? If he, if he beats the dog shit out of Ilya Tupuria, which is very likely... <laughs> you know, like the odds are going to be wider between Volk and Topuria than Volk and Yair. Obviously. Uh, and then what does Volk do? You know, I feel like he has to move up to 155 and fight Islam or Charles. Because Islam and Charles is official now. Do you think he comes back down and fights fucking again at 145? And who would he fight? Maybe because like is somebody gonna he's gonna let somebody else will become the champ when he moves up or no, assuming he moves up and wins. There'll be another fight for it for sure. They'll like like heard some cat activity downstairs, so you know I don't know. I it depends on what happens with the title after Volkanovski leaves. 
You know, like who fight? Like if Volkanovski went to one fifty five today, who fights for the one forty five title? Is it is it Holloway and somebody? You know, is it is it Holloway and Emmett? Is it Holloway and Yair? Wait, but Aljamain Sterling is moving up to one. He's moving up right? to one forty five, which is the interesting thing. I think he fights. Does, he fights Holloway or somebody like that. I I also like that. I I do not think Sterling should step right into a fight with Volkanovski. You know, and moving then I up think Volkanovski like comes if, if fucking if Sterling wins, Volkanovski's got to come back down and beat him. Maybe he doesn't ever leave. Tire. I mean, I think he'll. I think he wants another fucking. He wants a one fifty five. Has he ever fought at one thirty five or no? I don't think so. He was a big guy when he played rugby back in the day. So I just I don't think he ever. I don't think he ever got that small. He was weighing. I forget what it was. It was a meme for a minute, but he weighed over two hundred pounds when he was playing rugby, and now he fights at one forty five, and he's the champ in the UFC. That is crazy. I didn't know he played rugby. Yeah, what, dude. what a fucking. What a fucking likable guy, you know? He's the shit. Like, how do you just not like this guy? Yeah. Does, I can't think of really anyone that hates Volkanovski. No. Like, even, you know, the thing is, you can really, uh, not all the time, obviously. I don't want to be fucking too broad here. But, you know, when, a, when, when an athlete has good fans, you tend to like that athlete more. Yeah, because you see, you just see positive shit about him online or wherever you read shit about him. Holloway has great fans, I feel like. Yeah. So, so so like the people that love Volkanovski love Holloway. You know, like there's not even really any bad blood there. There wasn't any shit talking between those guys really. They're just two alpha males about to throw down for 25 minutes for the world title. They always did. It was always awesome. It was always awesome. All three of their fights are great. You know, I think um, at least one of those fights, probably the second one, maybe the first one, but probably the second one will be inducted in the UFC Hall of Fame at some point, I think, because it was super close. They'll probably do the whole fucking, like, trilogy in the UFC Hall of Fame. Maybe. Volkanovski, shit, I think Volkanovski and Holloway are both Hall of Famers. Yeah. Clearly. I think it's easy. Um, But what does the division look like after Volkanovski? I don't know, man. You have some cool guys, though, coming up. Uh, I don't know. It'd be fun to watch Volk fight Charles or Islam, though. Either one of those guys. Who do you yeah. think wins the rematch between Islam and Charles? Shit, I don't know. I have no fucking clue. Man. I think uh, it's just hard. I just need to, I mean, I don't know. I'm just pumped for it. I like Charles Oliveira more. I think he's just... He's a cool guy. He was a great champion. His run-up to the belt was insane. You know, he's got this great comeback career story, you know. Um, and I just I really like him a lot, so I would like for him to win. But I do think if Islam wins, it does set up that Volkanovski rematch really nicely. <laughs> so I'll want Charles to win. I will. I do want him to win. I also think it would be cool to see Volkanovski fight Oliveira again. And not again, but like for the first time. Instead of fighting Islam, I think they'd have a good fight. Oliveira used to fight at 145. Then he then fucking Volk beats Islam again when Islam tries to come for the belt. Yeah, and Volkanovski retires as the greatest of all time. Or does he drop down and beat Aljamain Sterling again at 145 then retire? Dude, or does he move up and fight fucking... Does he fight... <laughs> he should. He Leon, is. Leon Edwards? Yeah, I say fuck he. Fuck at 170? I think he'd fuck up Leon Edwards. <laughs> I don't know, man. Leon Edwards is a little big for him. Because they need a fucking catch weight at like one fucking 62. Yeah. And then fucking... I think yeah. Dude, dude, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people want a 165 weight class. They want it to go 155, 165, 175. Makes sense. That makes sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. Because your 170 could for sure be split up into two divisions. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think it makes more sense. I think it would be cool. You would get an extra belt out of it, like another title, like another champion out of it, a whole new division of fighters. Has, Has fucking Dana talked about that? I can't remember him ever talking about it, man. I don't know. Maybe he has, but I just I, I don't remember it. I don't think he really wants to change shit. I think he kind of likes it how he has it. and You know, what can you do? 
think hard to argue with the guy. <laughs> I think you can make a 165 and a 175. I don't. Think I think so, man. I don't think a single fucking UFC fan would care. I think the fighters would love it. Yeah, they don't have to cut as much or get yeah. as much weight. That's the thing Didn't is, Connor like, fight all the way down to like fucking. What's the lightest he's ever fought? Yeah, I think he only ever fought at like one forty-five was the lowest. He didn't get down to one thirty-five. I don't think point. so, man. He looked pretty fucking rough. So he's at one seventy now, right? One fifty-five and one seventy. Yeah, I think all his recent. I I don't know what weight he fought Poirier at. He fought Cerrone at one seventy. But like, there's guys like that who really belong at like one sixty-five. Because mm-hmm. whatever his lightest weight he fought, he looked like a fucking skeleton. Yeah. I think Connor could do well. 165. I think Habib would have been a killer. 165. Because he cut a lot of weight. People, I, I don't know that a lot of people realize how much weight he cut. Well, look at him now. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's been eating good in Dagestan, man. He's been eating good. He's been eating good, man. He's been eating good. He's not... Um, Another important thing to bring up about the Islam-Volkanovsky fight or whatever happens. Uh, Habib's not going to be in Islam's corner anymore. I don't know if we talked about that before. but I think we did. No, he's, he's just, you know, he just kind of wants to take a more, a role that's a bit more step back. Um, yeah, so I, I think I think I read that right. If I'm wrong, don't kill me. I'm just, I'm just reporting what I remember reading like five days ago on Twitter. What is this cat doing? I don't know what the fuck he's doing. God damn. This is also as good of a transition as I have to anything else. Do we have anything? You said something about personal news, but I don't know if you said it or if you cared. Personal news? I went to Bojangles earlier today. There we go. Let me say that again. Real close. Not real close, but just closer to the microphone. I went to Bojangles What did you get? We didn't talk about this. Okay, so... I didn't want to spend a whole bunch of money. I just wanted a little something to eat. You know, I wasn't I wouldn't crazy. I wasn't trying to go all out. But then I got it was also less than 10 bucks. So nice. So it was it was three in Joe Biden's America. I know. Crazy. Insane. And it's Bojangles. Dude. You can't even eat groceries for under $10 a person a meal. No, I don't. I don't know. You know, when I was in San Antonio, I never ate at Bojangles. I don't I don't know that they had one. Maybe they did. I don't remember seeing one, so I never ate there um, all the time I was in Texas. You know, like the two years I was in Texas. When I started this podcast, I lived in Texas. And that whole time, I never had any Bojangles. But I did have the privilege once upon a time of taking some coworkers to a Bojangles, and they had never been before, and they loved it. They loved it. It's good fucking food. Yeah. I will say, here's the thing. Let's get into it just for like five minutes, and then we'll hop out. Because this is, if if you're not crazy about the fast food wars, you're going to hate this shit. But I have to say, I ate at Bojangles. I didn't eat at Popeye's, because why would I eat at both of them on the same day? But Bojangles was good. The tenders were a little small. Okay? They were a little small. But I I paid less than 10. I paid nine-something for this. So... Here's what I got, actually. Let me give you the overview. Three tenders, two sauces, ranch, and then the buffalo sauce. The the dirty rice, medium diet Pepsi. They didn't have Coke or Diet Dr. Pepper. They have Pepsi products, which is fucking yeah. not good. Yeah, and I, I don't drink soda with sugar. I don't know if I've ever said that on the show, but I don't. I Let's really don't. We have if it has booze in it, now we're talking. But other than that... I never drink soda with sugar in it, so I got the Diet Pepsi. So the tenders are a little smaller, but they give you some ranch. They give you some buffalo sauce. I didn't ask for the buffalo sauce. They just put it in there. They were like, here you go, dummy. I was like, all right, that's tremendous. I got the dirty rice, and then I got a biscuit and the drink. So the tenders, a little small, okay? But they're crispy. They were good. They were not bad at all. The ranch is real nice. The buffalo sauce, you know, you get buffalo sauce at a restaurant, and it's, like, loose. You know, it's real thin. Yeah. It just doesn't, but, like, they have a good buffalo sauce. And I know you're not, you know, you're not as big of a, a spicy food guy as I am. This sauce had a little kick to it, though. Awesome buffalo sauce. It, had, it had a little bit of a kick to it. It was a thicker sauce, which was nice because it stuck to the tendy. That's good. 
The dirty rice, though, I will say, because that's the side you have to get at Bojangles. You know, like that's the, that's, you know, Popeyes has the red beans and rice. Bojangles has the dirty rice. But they can also give you some fries. They they can't, and they do have good fries, but I didn't get the fries this time. I did get the dirty rice. It's probably dry. The dirty rice is not as good as you think it is. <laughs> I don't think it would be good. No, it, I mean, it's okay. But, like, you and I right now, if you gave us 15 minutes starting right the fuck now... We could make way better rice. Way better rice. Yeah, I imagine. 15 minutes. Starting right now. We would make way better rice. It's just seasonings. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... They don't do anything special to the rice, really. Whereas, like, Popeye's, I feel like, does a good job with the red beans and rice scenario they got going on. I think their mac and cheese is a little better, too. But Bojangles has a better biscuit. You know them fucking Bojangles biscuits. I ain't been to Bojangles. God damn, dude. The Bojangles biscuits? The Popeye's biscuits are dry as fuck. They're so dry they're a meme on the internet. How dry Popeye's biscuits are. But Bojangles has these delicious, succulent biscuits. They're so good. They're so much better than Popeye's. Is the chicken better? I don't know about all that. Are the sides better? No. The biscuit, though, is definitely better. I feel like Bojangles does way more, too. Popeye's doesn't do that much. They got, like, they got some sides. They got some desserts. Hey, cat. We're talking about Bojangles here, dude. He's your charger. Oh, no. Shit. Jesus Christ. He was for sure just eating my phone charger. Off with it, Holy shit. I heard us talking about Bojangles, and he got hungry. What are you doing, dude? Get the fuck out of here. We're trying to record a podcast. <laughs> no, they're fine. They've both been up here pretty much this entire time. We've been chilling. Uh, Let me see. We got, uh, we got fucking... Let's go another fucking 20 minutes. You got some history shit you want to talk about. We started with that at the beginning of the uh, show. We never got to it for the good people. No. I'm trying to think if I have any other, like, last... Last things I want to put out before I do that. I don't know that I have 20 minutes worth of stuff. Um, uh, Robert Kennedy testified in front of the House today, I think. I don't. It might have been in commission. I don't know. And he talked about like being censored by the committee and free speech. And, you know, he wasn't talking about vaccines. They, they, you know, there, there was one of the members that was saying that he was racist and anti-Semitic, and he, he kind of responded to that in a couple of his big statements. God damn, what a fucking, what a silly world we live in. Yeah. Oh, he's racist and anti-Semitic because he fucking, because he thinks vaccines are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, Come I mean, he he did say some things about like. What is it, the the Ashkenazi Jews? You know what I'm talking about? He did. What did he say? It was kind of... Oh, I don't know. Was, Let me... Before we... <laughs> before we misquote anything and get messed up... Dude, I will say, I did see that his, uh, his wife denounced what he had said. So, you know what I mean? Lack uh, of loyalty. He said... Um, this is from let me give this is from CBS News. So if they misquote him or anything, I don't know. What do you want me to do? So according to them, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said COVID nineteen is targeted to attack Caucasians and black people. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese. He continued, adding, We don't know whether it was deliberately targeted or not, but there are papers out there that show the racial or ethnic differential and impact. Uh, I don't know where he's getting that information from, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I, don't, I don't doubt that he believes it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, you know, I mean, it does sound like, if, if that's a direct quote, if they're not misquoting him, that's not a great thing to say, man. He's a fucking, he's kind of a fucking, uh, I know, I like somebody interesting, but like, he is obviously fucking a bit of a loon. Yeah, no. You can't say, he, he's off the rails, like, he's fucking. 
Dude, he's he's working out on camera. You know, trying to solicit campaign donations. I mean, I feel see, like I think he's cool. But like I don't think there's a reason that nobody really fucking cares about him. He's also not gonna win the Democratic nomination, so it's like it's really easy to talk about um you know, Bobby Kennedy Jr. as, like, a hypothetical scenario. Like, if he was to become president, then, you know, maybe this would happen, this would happen. But we know it's not going to happen, so it's really easy to talk about. You know, like, when I, I think, like, when Trump was running for president in 2016 against Hillary, there were a lot of people that didn't believe that Trump was going to win, but there was, there was a part of them that were like, you know, we kind of want to see what happens. We kind of just want to shake things up and just see what happens when you elect a guy like Donald Trump to the presidency. And, you know, I feel like uh, you definitely have those kind of types. You know what I mean? The people that just kind of want to shake things up and don't really want to hear from establishment people on either side. And so they're going to give an ear to people like Robert Kennedy Jr. and Marianne Williamson and the libertarian candidates. Who is Robert Kennedy Jr.? Let me scoot closer to the mic. Who does Robert Kennedy Jr. compare to that's run in the past few years? It's a good question. I really don't know because he does have he does have a libertarian streak in him. I mean, he's the InfoWars candidate. <laughs> yeah, because they turned against Trump, didn't they? They're not. They're not pro-Trump anymore, I, I don't think. I fucking, I never got into that shit, but a part of me was kind of like listening to some alien shit in the middle of the night. You're just kind of like, yeah, like I fucking, I want to I listen to this right now. Now is the time. You yeah. Know, it's, it's just that kind of fucking shit. But, you know, I fucking. You just kind of want to listen to different shit. You know, you know it's kind of even if it's crazy. Nonsense. You know it's crazy. Even if shit. it's insane, dude. I'm not saying Sandy Hook didn't happen or anything like that. No, 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 no. Not of course that kind not. Of shit. That's that was no, no, no. fucked. That's that, yeah, that that's fucked up. Was fucked. You can't do that. And that's you no never good. Fucking go so hard into what fucking anyone says, even the bonfire briefing pod that you go. You should through. always question things and look up stuff and and then stop there. You know, you don't need to take action. Chill out. You know. Don't be blocking traffic. (laughs) Have you seen this traffic in Nashville? Don't be blocking no traffic. It sucks. Ridiculous. (laughs) That shit, just just stop drilling or whatever. All those people, they just need to fucking... I'm not saying that, but I I, saw one today. They were like, well, I follow their fucking Twitter, and they were like, oh, fucking... Look at our protesters getting innocent people getting fucking run over by a bus, and the bus is slowly pushing them. And they're leaned up against the bus. The bus is moving like half a mile an hour. And they're like, look at them, run them over. This is violent. And the people in the comments are just so fucking brain dead. And it's like, you're saying that it's okay. It's like their answer is always to be like, oh, but, but are you saying this? You could be like, I fucking, you could say like, you could say some very obvious shit. Like you people shouldn't be racist. And they'll be like, oh, there it is. They'll be like, but... But are you saying that fucking, that you are so, I don't know, they just fucking, they'll just like, they just say stupid shit. Like, if you don't make everything completely clear, there's a certain percent of people that fucking, they just don't dig below the surface. They want to ask very stupid fucking questions. Just fucking. Well, it's There's a word for it. There's a term for it, but I haven't um, fucking taken a goddamn, it's not a straw man, is it? No. No, no, no. Um. I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I can't place it's it. It's not going to happen right now. I no, know we're not maybe next episode. No, well, yeah, you know, I, I think it would be one thing if it was all like ignorance. You know what I mean? But but there are people now that do it like very intentionally. It's a career now, like asking people gotcha questions and just getting them on something, getting a getting a headline, getting a getting a soundbite. You know, just getting a little something of what they said to try to cancel them, try to make them bend the knee. It is. Well, you're, you took us in a different direction, but yes, I fucking agree. I did. Well, I, I didn't really have a direction. But took you a went, bit of a turn. You went to straight into, like, the fucking... No, you went into the Robert Kennedy kind of fucking angle. Plus well, every other fucking big super... Which super free speech is good. 
Super free speech. Unlimited free speech. <laughs> Maybe unlimited yeah. free speech with some fucking, some rules. But I don't even think that the rules should be about the speech. They should just be consequences of your actions, because words are actions. Yeah. If you, if you say, I want to go do this XYZ fucked up thing, and the police go knocking on your door, you know, well, that's just for the safety of everyone. So, I don't know. That's okay. See, I can, you know, I think you can even, you know... Like maybe maybe dial it back a little to kind of give people like there, there's something that especially if you create content and put it online. But I feel like everyone feels this now with you know the amount of social media that people use and everything. There's you know you 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 just kind of feel like there's a line that you can't step over. And you know I I don't nece- I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea Fuck to you, you maybe. Too. Yeah, fuck YouTube. Um, no, I mean, yeah, you know, there there are people that say, you know, private businesses, they can do whatever they want on their platform. And, you know, that's an argument I can understand. But like, you know, as, a, as you know, if you're someone that puts shit online or even if you're not, like if you're somebody that uses social media fairly casually, you know, you post things, you know, you, you know, just kind of shit like that. Facebook or Twitter or TikTok, you know, your shit might get taken down. and. It just kind of feels wrong to take people's shit down unless they're doing something like really bad, you know? You shouldn't want to cancel somebody just because they say some things that you disagree with. Like, Robert Kennedy Jr. says a lot of things that I'm not 100% sure about, Chief. You know? Like, I don't know. He says a lot of things that I'm just like, man, I don't know about all that. But I don't know that he should be taken off YouTube and censored on all these different platforms. It's like, yeah, maybe they can. Maybe they have the right to because it's their platform. It's their business. But, like, should they? And, you know, Kennedy is maybe, like, the biggest example of it. But, you know, I I know we've talked about it here before. We just hinted at it. You know, they've, they've taken an episode of mine down where I talked with Joshua Rodriguez, the libertarian candidate for president. Um that I'm going to talk to again within the next, I don't, I don't know, a couple months, I, you know, it, it gets heated up, you know, as we go along. Yeah. Races get a little more heated up. So I, you know, I don't know, but I will have him back on because I do like him. He is a friend of the podcast and they took our episode down. And that's, that's some bullshit, man. Fuck He's me. running for president. We don't have a good transition here. We're coming up on we the don't. hour and I got to fucking go to sleep here since we do record this shit. It is now it's July the 21st. These cats are also going hard. It's 1230 right now in Fucking the morning. Did, These did cats are going wild. You need to talk about, you had a history thing. I do have a history thing. I think that will be a good thing to close this out with. Um, and I have like everything right here, which is tremendous. I made notes. I prepared. I usually do that for every episode that is not one of ours. And even sometimes when we do one of our episodes, but I don't do it all the time, but I, I did do it right now, and it is nice. Uh, so when we started recording this podcast, it was July 20th, and I listened to a podcast earlier today, and I read some other things about something else that happened on July 20th. Back in 1944, there was an assassination attempt on Hitler in Germany, of course by the German uh, resistance. You know, there were there there were like really high ranking people in Germany that were a part of this resistance to Hitler. And within like I think it's I, th- I think it's 43 to 44, they there are like five a- assassination attempts on Hitler by these guys, but like it, I don't know if it's these guys in particular, but it never really works out. Um it's also called Operation Valkyrie, which maybe some people will have heard of that before. Operation Valkyrie was originally a plan developed by the German military to like, I don't know if it was the German military or like their higher-ups in government or both, who even knows. But it was basically to take control of Germany in the event of like mass civil unrest. So you had these resistance troops that, I mean, we're talking like generals in the Nazi army. 
that were a part of this resistance secretly. And uh, so the uh, the original plan, Operation Valkyrie, was, you know, like I said, it was going to be used by the government to, like, control shit in Germany. But uh, Klaus von Stauffenberg, who is, like, the main character of this story, I forget what rank he was. He was an officer, but he was a, a fairly high-ranking guy that attended a lot of meetings with Hitler. So he's like our main character, and he's a part of the German resistance. Um, and so they wanted to assassinate Hitler, fucking instigate a military coup. They wanted the military to take over. They wanted them to use that Operation Valkyrie to like take over and hold shit down if something like that happened. And a lot of people wanted to initiate that fairly quickly because Hitler sucked. <laughs> he was, damn, this cat is attacking my shirt, my backside. Ah. Uh, no. So, yeah, no, fucking Hitler sucks. They were trying. He just took down that whole chair. He's crazy. Dude, he's wild, man. It's a wild animal in here. So. That's really Klaus von Stauffenberg. He's our main character. Yeah, what did he do? He's the German resistance, high-ranking German officer. He's like the main character in this plot to assassinate Hitler. Like the fifth or sixth time they tried to assassinate him. But because um, the, what was it? Oh, yeah. In, In 1943, you know, a year before this, they lost the Battle of uh, Stalingrad in Russia. And so Russia started coming in and heading west and getting Germany on that side. And then like a month before this assassination attempt, fucking D-Day happens. The invasion of Normandy. And so Germany's getting fucking attacked on this side. And Russia's coming from this side. And these resistance people who you think might be happy to like see Hitler start to fucking fall apart. They're kind of like, we don't really want this war to continue, like, anymore. We want it to stop, like, right now. We want to, you know, get rid of any of the bloodshed. We don't want that many people to die. You know, so they're like, we need to assassinate Hitler fucking now. <laughs> we can't wait any longer. Um, Let me see. So, in July 20th, 1944... Fucking Hitler called for a meeting of all the higher-ups. And von Stauffenberg, we're going to call him Klaus, because Klaus is way easier. Uh, Klaus was invited to this meeting with Hitler and like 20 20 to like 24 other high-ranking German officials. And so he and a bunch of other conspirators, including some of those generals I mentioned earlier, they formulate this plan. They're like, Klaus fucking is able to get into a meeting with Hitler. So we're going to have Klaus take two bombs. And he does. He flies to, uh, it's in modern day Poland. It's at a place called the Wolf's Lair, which I think you can still visit in Poland. If I'm not, if what I'm, I don't know how old whatever I was reading was, but that was Hitler's HQ. That was his headquarters. That's where he was doing all his business. And so they all decided to meet there. And von Stauffenberg was going to have two bombs with him. He was going to place a bomb in the meeting room, and he was going to place a bomb in the bathroom. So he arrives, uh, and he he goes to the bathroom, and he's going to place a bomb there. But as he's like trying to get the uh, the bomb ready, somebody knocks on the door. And he, like, fucking, you know, rushes to uh, pretend like he's not making a bomb. And the guy knocks on the door and he's like, hey, the meeting with Hitler and all these other guys is starting right now. And you need to come with us. And so he fucking he's not able to plant the bomb in the bathroom. And so he hands the bomb to fucking one of his conspirators who I cannot fucking find the name of immediately. And it bothers me because he is an important character in this fucking story. Von Hafton is his name, I think. Von Hafton, he takes the bomb that was going to be planted in that bathroom. And he, like, gets the fuck out of there. He leaves. Yeah. So, Von Stauffenberg, 
goes to the meeting. And he has a bomb in his briefcase. He flew to Poland, modern-day Poland, with it. There's a bomb in his briefcase, and he's going to leave that in the meeting with Hitler. And so he, he gets into the meeting. And one thing I forgot to mention, he had heard, von Stauffenberg himself, Klaus, he had heard that the higher-ups had an idea of what they were doing. So the whole time he's doing this, he expects to be arrested and executed. He expects that they're going to find him out any minute, but he goes through with it anyway because he wants to kill Hitler. So he gets into the meeting room, and there's Hitler, and there's like 20 to 24 high-ranking officers in there, plus like a stenographer. Spoiler alert, the stenographer gets blown to pieces. Wow, <laughs> yeah, he gets blown up. Uh, there's two bombs in this story. You don't think one of them's going to go off? I figured one, yeah, at least one. So, so he's got the bomb in his suitcase. He enters the room. His cat's going wild behind us. He knows the climax of the story is coming. Um, he gets into the room, and the people that are already in the room, um, because von Stauffenberg was hard of hearing a little bit, so they were like, oh, he can't hear that well. We need to sit him next to Hitler. Shit. He's got the bomb in his briefcase. I don't know. I don't know exactly how close he sat to Hitler, but it was close because they knew he was hard of hearing. So he's next to Hitler, really close, and he has the bomb in his briefcase, and he sets it down like on the floor next to Hitler, and he's like, he gets a phone call. They call him out of the room. They're like, somebody's calling for you, and it was planned. I forget by who, but. It was all a part of the plan. And he was like, hey, uh, got to get out of here. I'm going to leave. So he goes and takes this phone call. He fucking dips. He's out. He's gone. Running. Escaping. And then the bomb blows up. The fucking bomb in the suitcase detonates. But before it does, one of the guys in the room fucking can't remember exactly who he was. He was one of Hitler's guys. Everyone in there was one of Hitler's guys. He, he fucking, like, kicked the suitcase. He didn't like where it was, so he fucking kicked it. And he kicked it, like, behind one of these big-ass legs of the chair. And they think that's maybe what saved Hitler's life, is that this guy kicked that briefcase. But fucking flip side of that is that guy who kicked the briefcase lost his leg in the explosion and died. Damn. Yeah. He moved the briefcase closer to him. He kicked it with that leg, and he fucking died. So the bomb goes off. It does. It kills um, It kills the stenographer immediately. He dies right off the fucking bat. And then the three other guys die later, including the one that lost a leg and fucking bled out. Because, holy shit, dude. What the fuck? And so uh, von Stauffenberg is out of there. Right? He thinks Hitler is dead. Because he sees the explosion. You know, he sees what happened. But Hitler's not dead, obviously. That's not how Hitler died. He's alive. But he doesn't know that. He thinks he just killed Hitler. So he's fucking running. He's booking it to this fucking airplane. And his fucking homie that has the second bomb, they get on this airplane and they go to Berlin. They've escaped. They're out. They think Hitler's dead. And, like, I can't remember if it was while while they were on the way. They were flying to Berlin. Because they were going to start this coup. Um... And they flew to Berlin. They thought they had killed Hitler. But then, I can't remember if it was while they were flying or like after they landed, they received word from somebody else that Hitler was still alive. And so there was like this, um, this mass confusion in Germany. There were parts of Germany that thought the coup had begun and that Hitler was dead. And then there were other parts of the country that thought that, you know, they heard that Hitler was alive. But it all ended fairly quickly. This all happens, like, everything that I've just said happens over the course of, like, a couple days. Damn. This is not, like, a months-long or a weeks-long thing. It's, like, a couple days. I can't remember when it starts. Actually, no, no, no. It's a couple hours. It's, like, four hours. Damn. It's not long at all. It's, like, a couple hours. All this shit fucking happens. And so they get to Berlin, and uh, there was a general that was on the side of the resistance, uh, General Fromm. Friedrich Fromm was his name. 
And he knew the walls were closing in because he heard Hitler was alive. And so he knew that they had failed. He was a, a part of this resistance. He's risked his life to see this moment and they failed. And he thinks, you know, they're going to be out for his head. And so he flips sides. He tries to arrest von Stauffenberg and his, uh, his, actually, I don't know if he tried to arrest the accomplice, but he tried to arrest Klaus. And uh, Klaus and another general stopped him at gunpoint and, like, held him against his will and fucking got out of that shit. Uh, so there was, like, mass chaos for, for some bit of time. But word spread because Hitler recovered like a couple hours later. So he gave a speech like not long after this had all happened. And he was like, oh, you know, I'm I'm alive. <laughs> you know, I, I, I do still exist. And so Himmler and a lot of the other high ranking Nazi guys who were loyal to Hitler, they were able to stomp out the coup that happened. And everybody involved got assassinated is kind of the fucking the fast end of it. I didn't read a whole lot about the end of it, but that was kind of it. Like, they got caught, and they got stomped out really quick. But it was a fucking wild ride while it happened. And the guy that took the second bomb, the bomb that was meant for the bathroom, so they were going to get executed by firing squad. This was ordered without, I can't remember who ordered it. It wasn't Hitler, it was somebody else. Uh, and they ordered all these people be executed. They ended up executing, I think, almost 4,000 people after yeah. this happened. And, like, almost none of them were involved with it. Like, a very small percentage of them was involved with anything at all. The rest of them just got executed. But they executed these guys by, like, firing squad or whatever. And the guy that took the second bomb that was supposed to go off in the bathroom, as Klaus was getting shot at, he jumped in the way. And fucking took the bullets for it. Because he fucking, you know, he believed in the in the cause that much. And uh, the last thing I, I'll say before we get out of here is uh, Klaus's last words. Because we do have them recorded. They do exist. These cats don't care. They're making a whole lot of fucking noise. <laughs> I'm trying to end the podcast. It's fine. Who even cares? Uh, he either said, long live our sacred Germany or long live the secret Germany, which the latter seems a bit unlikely. Long live the sacred Germany sounds a lot cooler. That sounds more like it. And that's what he said before he was uh, shot to death. So <laughs> I didn't say we were going to give you a whole lot of uh, positive stuff this evening. We talked about UFC and MMA. Then we got into politics a little bit, and then we got right right into like Nazi murder plot. I don't know if that's what people come to the podcast for, but man, I think I don't know. I think that's pretty good. I think it's fine. Damn, what do you think about all of that? Do you, is that not insane? Shit, I'm about to go watch a fucking pull some shit up on YouTube about it. There is literally a podcast that was released within the last 24 hours on it that I listened to that sparked my interest in it. Literally day of. This day of, we're recording this shit. Like a couple hours ago, I got on this kick and I just, it was crazy to me. I feel like I had heard about it before, but I didn't know all the little details. And It's not even a long podcast. Um, if I have my phone fucking right beside me, I will look up and see who did it. Just to give them a little bit of credit. I feel like it's deserved because I, I really wanted to fucking talk about that shit. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was just, it was interesting to hear about, you know, it was just wild. Uh, let me see. I'm never going to find it. I don't even know if I should pretend to find it for these five seconds. Shit. We'll I'm not going to find it. We'll hit it with him next week. If I, <laughs> I'll look for it tomorrow and I'll, if I find it. I'll I'll do a just tweet about I'll it. I'll do another tweet. I'll put a tweet below the podcast to be like, "Hey, I found uh found the thing." Uh cuz I'm definitely just not going to find it now. But uh yeah, I know we're a little bit over an hour now. Uh we're going to get more consistent with our schedule. I'm going to have two guests coming up within the next couple of le weeks, one of them being a presidential candidate. Um 
we're going to try to figure out how to make this live, you know, um, process work the best. I feel like this isn't bad, but it could be better, I think. So we're going to work on that. I'm going to get some guests in. We're going to have some great fights coming up over the next couple of weeks. These cats are fighting. Uh, they're ready to get out of here, so we're going to do the same. So we will see you guys uh, Tuesday, which is in, what, five days? I don't know. Whatever.